0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this bonus episode edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. For anyone listening for the first time, or if this is your 100th plus time listening to the podcast, let me inter- reintroduce myself. My name is Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Man 12 You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You could follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosshack NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, I'm still very pumped about the Florida Panthers win on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins by a final score of 5-4 to four in overtime. And I had an opportunity, thanks to Florida Panthers PR, thank you to I, Adeline Biedenbach and Thomas Harding, who I've been in contact with throughout the last month or so. And I had an opportunity to be at practice today at the Florida Panthers Ice Den in Coral Springs, which will be the last year that the Florida Panthers will be out there uh, before they go to the War Memorial Coliseum in downtown Fort Lauderdale. So it was great to be there in the Ice Den in person and to see them up close and personal. So a few things from the practice that I saw was that Sam Bennett, was not at practice today. Coach Q did speak to the media after practice talking about how he will be fined for tomorrow's game against the New York Islanders. A few other transactions did happen for the Florida Panthers. Maxim Mammon and Chase Prisky have been sent down to AHL Charlotte. So a few things that I noticed about being in practice in person versus what the beat writers usually tweet about is You know it's 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 a little different from when you're just reading a tweet and not too much context versus being there in person a lot of the stuff that I saw was like a lot of practicing uh, shoot-ins a lot of uh, transition stuff that they were working on zone entries was a big one uh, today Um, one thing I also saw was um, different line mixings uh, today especially the the defensive pairings mostly and does it mean that it's going to be automatically transitioned into the next game? Not necessarily. I saw I saw a little bit of Gustav Forsling and Mackenzie Wieger paired up in practice again, but not anticipating that to be in a game um, anytime soon. But still building up that chemistry that they still had last year when Aaron Ekblad went down, so that and you do that in practice in the case that, God forbid, happens again. And I guess Coach Q really liked from what he saw from that pairing last year towards the end of the season. So that's a few things that that really caught my eye with with that. So uh, uh, the a few Panthers players did speak to the media uh, today, those being Radko Gudis and Frank Petrano, and then of course Coach Q. Coach Q did confirm that the Florida Panthers will be going with Sergey Bobrovsky in net again uh, t- tomorrow against the New York Islanders against Ilya Sorokin because uh, Simeon Varlamov for the New York Islanders is injured at the moment, so we will be, be seeing I mean, it's, it's weird to call Ilya Sorokin a backup goaltender because, I mean, he is very experienced. He won a championship in the KHL over in Russia, so to call him a, a, a backup is just do it, say is, is it's an injustice that that's the best way I can put it It's an injustice for a player like Ilya Sorokin and it's a 1 a1b I, I talked about it on yesterday's episode that the that the goalie tandem for the New York islanders is probably the best in the league I like tell me tell me a goalie tandem out there who's who's better than what the New York islanders have So, and Coach Q did talk about how New York is almost errorless hockey, errorless hockey. And this is a team that really doesn't shoot themselves in the foot often. As far as goals against, they are tied for first in the league with the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Even before looking up any other stat outside of goals against, this is a team that doesn't shoot themselves in the foot often. And another thing that the New York Islanders don't do as far as shooting themselves in the foot is penalty minutes. Penalty infraction minutes for the New York Islanders last year in 56 games, they had a total of 370 penalty infraction minutes which was tied for second least in the NHL, right behind the Chicago Blackhawks. So they don't give the other team opportunities to go on the man advantage on special teams. Usually they, they avoid that, and most of the time they spend on even strength. So that is a little bit of context to what Coach Q was saying about the New York Islanders playing airless hockey. So that's a big takeaway from Coach Q. Also. Frank Petrano spoke with the media talking about the penalties as far as the Florida Panthers having nine penalty infraction penalties, excuse me. And talking about, and I can appreciate this too from Frank Petrano as a fellow referee, how it's not only the players start to the seasons, but it's the referee's start of the season too. And of course with the NHL, they're doing a more emphasis on crosscheck especially. I mean, there was a, a cross-check in the first game this year with Chris Latang on Ryan Lomberg right, right at the end boards, and that, that's something that's going to be emphasized too. And something that the host of Locked On Penguins, Hunter Hodes, uh, em- um, talked about early is that the referees are going to call a lot of stuff early to get the players acclimated to that so that there aren't any more egregious hits. I'm just paraphrasing his uh, words but and that the so that the players can back off more when it comes to certain hits and then the referees are going to chill chill out more when it comes to making certain calls and that's just really kind of the referee tactic basically from the NHL that they're implementing early on in the season so that they're setting like a tone so a little bit of context also with Frank Petrano's when he talks about it's only the beginning of the player season, but the referees as well. Rako Goudas had a lot of praise towards uh, Anton Lindell on the penalty kill, and he talked about how how he was very impressed on what Anton Lindell was doing out there, and the the whole team. the The point of that is that the whole team believes in this kid as a as a twenty year old. Going back to uh, Frank vitrano he also did talk about how. They don't want to be in a track meet with other teams as well, so that's one thing that Frank Petrano uh said. And also, David Dork of WPLG Local 10 had a question for Frank Petrano, asking him about the term uh comeback cat, and Frank Petrano talked about uh, about how it's always on his mind that you can never count this team out, and that look no lead is safe on them. So. The Florida Panthers just know that any game that they're in, that they're, uh, even when they have a two-goal deficit, that they, they have the ability to come back. And it's funny because when the Pittsburgh Penguins were up by a score of 4-2, to two, it felt like it was going to be a mountain to climb for the Florida Panthers because of what we've seen in seasons past. And then i got to remind myself that this is a different Florida Panthers team, and I fully believe that it is a different Florida Panthers team. So that's the difference between that and now, and that this team really is never out of it. And Frank Petrano, I know this isn't hockey-related, but he also did confirm to us that he still does, in fact, control the music in the locker room from the time that, since Vincent Trocek left the organization. And crazy to think that now that's been two years since uh, he's been gone with Dale Talon's final trade deadline, shipping him out for Etu 2 and Chase Brisky. And Craig Bertrano is still the guy in the locker room that, wa- that still controls the music. And he's ta- he talked about it on, on Jeremy Tache's uh, podcast, Miami Miked Up, and talked about all the mixes of music that he does. So he talked a little bit of that, a little bit of a of a plug for uh, Jeremy Taché of Bally Sports. So he talked a little bit of, about that as well. So that, that's what I got for this uh, quickie episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast about my experience uh, based on going to the Florida Panthers ice den in Coral Springs. So I want to thank the Florida Panthers PR department publicly for allowing me to attend practice in person at the Coral Springs Ice Den. I got also a great opportunity to pick some of the brains of the fellow beat writers uh, there, like the David Dorks. I got to talk a little bit with Doug Plagans. We did not talk about rock music uh, this time around. We were just keeping it to uh, hockey and just life in general. So got also to uh, meet Jessica Blaylock, former guest of the show, in person. Got to... And it and it was just a great experience being there. So I wanna I wanna thank I wanna do I do wanna thank the Florida Panthers PR department for doing this and giving me an opportunity to make some bonus content for you guys, the listener, to provide you the best insight and information on what went on at Florida Panthers practice today. And I hope, even though I don't live in the region, that when I do come down that I have an opportunity to bring you guys things that I see from practice and what to anticipate towards a future game coming up or any moves that the Florida Panthers uh, will, will make ahead of any game or any practice or players even being sent down. So thank you once again for listening to this bonus episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, and I will see you guys on Monday.